This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, soul to soul, on your radio on Friday afternoon, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Balak, in a beautiful June day here in Johannesburg. A little bit cool, but lovely to be there, and lovely to be getting ready for Shabbos, Kodesh. If you're not in Joburg, if you're on holiday, if you're anywhere else, also, Probably even a warmer welcome to to you, certainly from some places. It's so great to have you as part of our radio family. Thank you so much for tuning in wherever you might be and on whatever kind of device you might be you might be listening. We're here to talk some Torah, give you some chizik, talk to learn a little bit of Shabbos. There's lots, lots going on. So let's start and talk a little bit about Rav Shimon Seifer, who was the son of the great Chasim Seifer and the younger brother of the more, even more illustrious, uh, Ksav Seifer was one of the great Rabbonim in Europe in the second half of the, uh, 18th century. Uh, when his father died in 1839, he was still a young man of 19 years old. And even then he showed tremendous, tremendous leadership qualities and helped his older brother of Avram Shmuel, Benjamin Seifer run run the town, and uh, in, in 1843, he became the Rav in in uh, Matzestorf, and even later, in 1860, he was uh, uh, given the tr- prestigious position of being the Rav of Krakow. And when he came to the to the town, he was, became uh, uh, aware of the fact that there were literally, literally dozens and dozens and dozens of shuls in in town, each guild, each profession had their own had their own shul, and the the gaboim told him that there, there wasn't exactly a, a, a peace and harmony between all of these different little shtiplach and all these different shuls, and uh, and uh, that there was a huge problem. So when the rav went up on the first Shabbos to the to the the bima of the main shul to give his his drasha, he said to the many, many thousands of people who were who were there, you know, that the Chazal say in the Gemara in Sanhedrin, that all of the curses of Bilam remained, or sorry, all the blessings, things that he blessings, turned back to being curses, except for one. Except for the blessing that there should be Shuls and Batimedrish in Klaiso, that never turned back into, into a, uh, uh, a, a curse. And said Rav Shimon Seifer, for a long, long time, I wondered, why was it, why is it specifically this blessing of, of Bilam on, on that there should be many shuls and many Batimedrish in Klaiso, why is it specifically that that remained a blessing? He says, however, when I came here and I saw the huge spread of, 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 uh, of, uh, shuls and, and the great machlekes that exists because there are shuls literally on every, on every street and every, every corner is another shul. So now I understand the words of Chazal about the brachas of, of, of Bilam. Because we know this Russia, of course, never wanted to bless the Jewish nation. But Akadish Baruch, so to speak, put a, a, a bit in his mouth and forced him to say all these brachas. So, however, since he only said it because he was compelled to say it, and his heart wasn't in what he was saying, so therefore, the in the future, those could all revert to being to being a, 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 a blessings and and and, the, and and to being curses, and the blessings could pass. From this world. However, when Bilam saw in the Jewish camp many, many shuls and many batimedrish, he understood that this is an outcome of the fact that there was constant uh, uh, dissent and constant argument amongst all of the Shvatim. And therefore, because of his great hatred for the Jewish nation, he, he, this is one bracha that he said with a full, full heart that this Matthias should remain forever. 
And uh, since this was the one bracha that he said literally with full, full intention, this one never was was uh, abrogated and remains remains in in force even even today. And Rav Shimon Seifer himself not only said a nice drasha but worked tirelessly for nearly half a century to try to create a peaceful situation in the city of Krakow. This is one one point nine High FM Soul to Soul. This is just the beginning. Hang around. There's lots more to come. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, Salt to Salt, back on your radio, Friday afternoon, Ere Shabbos, Kedesh, Parshas, Bollock. Nice to have you with us as we go through various beautiful issues on, on the Pasha and try to get some kisik, try to get some inspiration, some clarity on what we have to do in this very, very difficult time in our, in our lives, in the, in the, in the terrible middle of the pandemic in which we find ourselves this third wave and it's around us and it's in our area and people we know are, 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 are sick. So let's talk about some positive things we can do to maybe make our lives somehow more enriched and as, act as a schus that will help in this difficult, in this difficult moment. We know that Hashem originally instructed Bilam not to go with the Moabite emissaries. Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu changed the message. He could go with them. And Rashi explains that based upon the Gemara in Marcus, which says, B'derech sha'adam roitze lelech, the path that a person chooses to follow, so in from Shemayim, they bring him and they allow him to go down that path. In other words, Bilam indicated that he would like to join the officers of Moab. When Hashem saw that Bilam really yearned to accompany them, he said, go. Chazal's statement leaves us with a question. What does it mean? The road which a person goes on it. We let him follow it. What is this it? What is that? Uh, uh, what is the significance? So there's a marsha. Uh, uh, who also wonders, what does it mean? So they lead him. Who is this they that leads him on his selected journey? And the marsha explains that when one has a, a good machshava, a good thought, so he creates positive malachim, positive angels. When the thought chashom is bad, when he plans to do something that goes against the Torah, so he creates a negative malach. And it's those malachim, call them energy sources, right, whom he created with his positive or negative thoughts, who lead him on his pre-selected uh, derech. The path one chooses for himself is not one that he travels by himself. All these malachim who he created guide him along his selected path. Thus, the, the Tana of the Mishnah teaches, the path that one selects for himself but it, the choice that he made, that's what leads him. How does the choice lead him? Again, he created all these malachim that accompany him. They are his choice, and they are the ones who are moilichin. I say they're the ones who bring him down that that path. Or perhaps we could even say that ba means specifically it, which means with complete, complete. Adherence to his will. Uh, uh, Rav Chaim Taito Shlita relates a incident that occurred concerning Rav Moshe Aaron Stern. Rav Moshe Aaron Stern, who we know was the Mashkiach of the Kamenetz Yushlayim. So, it happened as follows. When Rav Moshe Aaron was eight years old, he became very, very ill. His parents took him to the finest doctor is the biggest specialist. They responded, say a prayer. Right? Still, and that was all that was left for them to, to, to do. People began saying to him and for him around the clock, 
One day his father looked at him and said, Look, everyone is reciting Tillim for you. Everyone is, is begging HaKadosh Baruch Hu for your full Shlema. Everyone. But you? The young boy asked his father, What should I do? I'm also saying Tillim. Is there anything else I can do? His father replied, Accept upon yourself a certain good practice, an Hagatoiva, special deed, to which you're going to commit yourself regardless of the circumstances. So the boy asked, does father have a suggestion for me? The boy asked, his father thought for a moment and replied, yes, accept upon yourself that upon being cured from this illness, you commit yourself to always daven with a minion. The young boy agreed to accept this policy as a commitment for life. Indeed, he doubled down on his learning, his Yerushimayim, and he strengthened his attendance at, at, at Minyonim. He would go out of his way to see to it that under all circumstances, he always davened with, with a, a minion, which is, isn't always such an easy feat. Once he became the Mashiach of, of the Yeshiva of Kamnets, so his, uh, his duties, his whole, his whole, uh, 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 life schedule changed greatly. So he now had tremendous responsibility for number one, maintaining the, the, the fiscal obligations of the yeshiva also. As the yeshiva grew in size, so his burden and his obligations also grew. It meant taking off time from the yeshiva to travel into, into Gullis, travel outside of Israel to raise money for the yeshiva. While this presented a problem concerning the time he spent with his Talmidim, it also presented a, a real logistical nightmare with regard to his commitment to Davin with Amin. Therefore, whenever he bought a ticket to travel out of the country, he made sure that either there was a minion on the plane or he took a flight that had a layover somewhere which allowed him the opportunity to find and daven with a, 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 a minion. Once on a trip to America, so he asked the agent if there would be a minion at the airport. The response was to be expected. <laughs> it's an airport, not a shul. He couldn't promise him a minion. But if there were enough observant Jewish travelers, right, when they are at uh, Ben-Gurion, so then there would be a minion. If the minion was so important to him, however, the agent suggested that maybe the mashkiach take a stopover flight, which would allow him a few hours to leave the airport, find a shul, and daven before uh, uh, returning for the continuation of his flight. So therefore, on his next flight to the United States, he booked a flight that had a layover in Amsterdam. He figured he would have enough time to take a taxi from the airport to a shul, daven, and return in time for his flight to America. The plane landed in Amsterdam for a two-hour layover. He walked outside the terminal and searched for a taxi or a car service. He had been standing there a few minutes when a car pulled up and the driver asked him in Ivorit, excuse me, where's the Rav going? Rav Meshachan replied, I need a minion. During the trip, the driver informed the Mashkiach that he lived outside of the city and every morning he drove into the city to daven and go to work. After a short while, the the car came to a stop in a small alley. They came out and went into a small shul in which were assembled eight Jews who were waiting for two more Jews to complete to complete the minion. Mashkiach davened and returned to the airport in time for his flight. He didn't miss davening with the minion. When the Mashkiach told over the story, his eyes would shine brightly as he would say, Imagine! Eight Jews arise in the morning prepared to daven, knowing that they are eight. Number nine must drive in from the suburbs. And they must hope 
that number 10 will somehow, from somewhere, materialize. This time, they were gifted. A Jew who was traveling to the United States, whose commitment to Mingan was so strong that he was literally uh, uh, availed the opportunity to join their Mingan that morning. You know, we derive from here that just right to Leilach, if you want to go in a certain direction, it's not just, it's not sufficient just to want. One actually has to commit strongly to that path. Then he can be assured that if he commits ba to into that path with, with a strong, strong intention, he'll, he will be led there. You must, however, have a ba, a specific, unequivocal commitment to, to it, to that desire. 101.9 Chai FM, soul to soul. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 1.9 Chai FM, Soul to Soul, back on your radio here, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Balak, and a pretty cold Erev Shabbos afternoon. I want to discuss you something that for us, some of us might be a kind of a sensitive topic, and that is getting up in the morning. The Vilna Gon writes in his Sefer Aderis Elio on this week's Parsha that the reason that Balak specifically summoned Bilam to try to curse the Jews, is, as he says, if you take the letters of Balak's name, Beis Lamed Kuf, and Bilam's name, Beis Lamed Ayin Mem, and you take those seven letters together, you come out with the words Bovel, which is Babylonia, and Amalek. Right? You have the Balak, which is the base of Bovel, and the Lamed of Bovel, and the Kuf of Amalek, and Bilam is the second base of, of Bovel, and the Lamed of Amalek, and the Ayin of Amalek, and the Mem of Amalek. So that together they combine. In fact, he says, uh, Amalek, and we know Amalek, the, 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 the relationship between Amalek and Babel is they're both considered the premier of the nations. In fact, by Amalek, uh, uh, in fact, Balak and Bil, Bil himself says, Rashis Gaim Amalek. Amalek is first among the nations. And Babel, we know, was the premier of all the lands. As it says in Pashas Nayach, the premier, the, the sort of his seat of his kingdom was in, in, uh, in Bovel. And in fact, it's called in Daniel, the, the choice of, of all the, of all the, uh, the build, of all the gold. So you have Bilam and Balak is Bovel and, and Amalek. Furthermore, he says later on, he says, Bilam when Hashem finally gave uh, uh, Bilam a permission to go, it says Bilam got up early in the morning. He harnessed his donkey. He went together with the officers of Moab. And Rashi brings, we see from here that hatred causes a person to break all the norms. Because although Bilam was a really, really uh, hutsy, tatsy, fancy person that had many servants to do his work for him. He went himself and and uh, and harnessed his own his own donkey. Says that Kodesh Baruch to him, Russia. You're not the first person that jumped up early and saddled his own donkey. Avram Avinu did it also, as it says. Avram got up early and saddled his own, his own dory, his own donkey. In other words, the, the, the Sforim bring on, on the Potsdam in Parshas Mishpatim. It says, Reishis Bikure Ad Moscha. The Potsdam says, the first of the, of, of the, what grows in your ground, Tavi Beis Hashem Lekecha. You should bring to Hashem. And they, they learn from that, that straight away, where at the very beginning of the day, the Rashis Hayyan, the beginning of the day, when a person gets up early in the morning from bed, 
straight away. His first thoughts, right? The Bikurim, the first thing he thinks should be dedicated to Hashem. And his first words should be a thank you to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on that he gave him back his his neshama. And he says, First words a person should say. And Avchayim Veloshin uh, uh, brings brings down that it's well, it's a it's a tried and proven thing that when a person gets up in the morning and he accepts upon himself that on that day I'm going to sit and learn Torah really. In other words, he decides firmly that he's not going to waste time with all kinds of all kinds of nonsense. So certainly he will have success on that day in his Torah. And obviously, as, as, as serious and as intense as his undertaking is, that's how much success Hashem will give him on, 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 on that, on that, uh, on that day. Now, the, the concept of Bilam and Balak and their desire to fight against the Jews is particularly regarding this topic of getting up in the morning. Who's going to be successful, more successful in, in utilizing their getting up for the right purpose? Is a person going to begin his day in the morning by doing the Ratz of HaKadosh Baruch Hu? See, first thing going to do is going to say, my daddy, get up straight away, get ready for Davin. Or is he going to revolve uh, 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 himself in doing what is Yetzirah I want. First thing I get up, I have to check my emails and, and my WhatsApps and, and do this and watch the news and then eventually I'll get around to, to, to davening. Right? Everything goes after the beginning and what you do first on the day. And therefore, that's why Balak and Bilam chose each other because if you join their letters together, we get Babel and Amalek because they are the two teams that are most adept at fighting against the, the use of the potential of the beginning of, 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 of the day. And the reason why they want to have such a fight is against Kaisal, uh, regarding how we utilize the first moments in the morning. Can we explain the, the, uh, the, uh, the Bnei Socher in Agua Takala goes at length to explain that the main thing that Bullock was so afraid of and why he wanted to, to, to summon Bilam is because he knew that Mayav, of course, the, the, the seed of David Amelech comes from Mayav and that, and that very, very special spark of David Amelech is hidden in, in Mayav by, by Rus Hamavia. And he knew that the, the entire ability of all the nations of the world to survive, he is only because of the, of the sparks of Kedusha that are hidden in their, in their midst. And once those sparks are removed and brought to their ultimate purpose, the Goyim are no longer going to to, to exist. And that's what it says. Vayar Bolok ben Tsipar. Bolok ben Tsipar saw. In other words, he saw in his, uh, magic, he saw the spark of Dabra Melech, which was hidden in Moyav. And therefore, Vayogar Moyav Mipneha Amoid. That's why Moyav was so panicked by the nation. That Chasham, if Chayisho would take that holy Spark and bring it to fruition. He raveled because it's, it's kayak was so great in, in Kedusha and therefore Mayav sent to the Zikne Midyan and said, now this community is called, is going to dirty our whole environment. In other words, <clears throat> they're going to break down all the, all the, all the controls, all the cultures that we built up like a wall around us and we've tried to protect ourselves from losing this uh this uh this spark. 
Yerakasade, like the like the ox eats up all the all the grass. That if they take from us that one spot, that if they do that, it's going to be like the grass is going to be completely destroyed, and we're not going to have anything left. That's what the Bnei Yisachar says. Now we know. Mor tells us that the greatness of David Melech was that he got up very early in the morning. As the Gemara Brachas Gimel says, that David Melech said, no one, I, I, I never ever slept past midnight. And Mor says, Rav Zera says, until midnight, David Melech would sort of nod off like a horse. From then on, he strengthened himself like a lion and, and learned, learned Torah. Ravashi says, until Chatzais, he was busy learning Torah. And after Chatzais, so then he would sing songs and praises to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Furthermore, it says that David Amela says to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Master of the Universe, am I not? He says, she says, Shamra nafshi ki chassid ani. He says, Baruch, guard me, cause I am a chassid. What does it mean a chassid? Doesn't mean he had, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a long coat. Says, what, what, he says, like chassid, am I not a chassid? Why all the other kings of the east and west, they sleep until nine o'clock in the morning. And I, chatsasalayla akum lahaydaslacha. Already at midnight, I get up to praise and thank you. And therefore, Balak and Bilam, if they want to keep that spark of Kedusha, of David and Melech, in their midst, that means they have to get up even earlier than, 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 uh, than David HaMelech. They have to, they have to sort of block Klal Yisrael from utilizing those first moments of the day for, for Avedis, Avedis Hashem. Therefore, when Bilam finally was subjugated and understood that he's not going to be able to be victorious over the Jewish nation, so then he reveals the, the deep secret of the success of Klaiso, and he says, Hain am kalavi yakum. They are a, a, a nation that like a young lion pounces up a charias nasa and like a lion raises himself. And Rashi brings that as soon as the Yidden get up from their sleep in the morning, so they miskabrim kilavi, they strengthen themselves like a young lion, a chari and a big lion, lachtaif esa mitzvahs, to grab mitzvahs, to wear their talis, to read the Shema, to put on the Tzvillin, the Yidin the first thing in the morning, to do what they need to do, to, to, to serve, to serve HaKadosh Baruch So we see from there, that the victory, over Bilam and Balak, and Amalek, and Bavel, depends on, what we do, what's our racist, what's our beginning, what do we do, first thing, in, 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 in the morning when, when we wake up. The Gemara in fact says, in, in Brochus on Dafyu Beis, Amor Avo Ben Zutrosi. So he says, uh, uh, Rabbi Avo says, Ben Zutrosi, Amor Yehuda Barzvida, he quotes the name of Rabbi Yehuda Barzvida, Bikshu Likvoya Pashas Bolok Bakrishma. There was a move to actually include the entire blessings of Balak as part of Krishna. Because since it says in his Brachas, Hain Om Kilovi Yakum, they're a nation that rises up like this young lion, the Kharis Nasan, they raise themselves like a like a, a male lion. In other words, uh, what gives, what, what, what raised the possibility that we could include this whole Pasha of Bilam in Shema is only because of the great, great importance, the great praise of Klaisal of what they do when they get up in the, in, in the morning. 
And, and the mashal brings there in the Gemara, what's Kalavi? That what's a young lion? So he says, uh, uh, it's not that he needs someone to get him up. He himself gets up by himself quickly. Doesn't need to be woken, doesn't need though the alarm clock goes off. There's no such thing as the snooze button. I'm not sure who created the snooze button, but it certainly was someone from the camp of Balak, of, of, of Bilam and, and Balak, who wanted us to not get up right away, not use the opportunity of rising and shining and getting to shul straight away and, and, and beginning our day with, with a shachos. Another 15 minutes and another 15 minutes. Let, let Bullock get in first. Let him use the morning. That's, that's clearly what it's, what it's, uh, what it's about. So, so too, a person needs to get up all by himself quickly with alacrity at, at the right time so he can go and, and daven shachos at the prescribed at this, at the prescribed time. So if this is so, now we understand why we open up the first page of the Shulchan Aruch. How does the Shulchan Aruch begin the very, very first halacha on page one of the Shulchan Aruch in Arachayim Simon Aleph? It says, Yiskaber Ka'ari. A person should strengthen himself like a lion to get up in the morning to serve his creator. We should be already awake before the dawn and not that the dawn has to come and, and awaken and, and awaken us. And perhaps let's, let's, uh, 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 conclude with what that which, uh, is brought in the name of, of Yitzhak Shleimai Unger. And it's brought in uh, in the Sefer Rishumim uh, B'Shimcha. Uh, he says the pasuk says in Tehillim says Tefila La'ani Kiyatayf. The Tefila for the poor person Kiyatayf when he wraps himself up with the Hashem and in front of Hashem Yishpach Sicha. He pours out. His conversation, he pours out his, his, uh, his, uh, his needs. And the, the, the Divrei Chaim of, of, from Sons explains this pasuk. You see, in our, in our generation, so unfortunately, our, our tfilis aren't, aren't so great. Our tfilis have all kinds of other things mixed up in, 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 in our tfilis. You know how it is. Person starts the Shman Esrei, and during the course of Shman Esrei, he plans his schedule for the whole day, where he has to go, what he has to do, and he thinks about yesterday, and he plans what he wants to have for breakfast, and you know, and he, and he goes here, and then he goes there, and he's thinking about the news headlines he saw before, you know, and in fact, uh, uh, they they joke that that uh, that. Uh, when a person, you know, he takes three steps back, he he bows this way and he bows that way and he bows in front, and uh, you know he's kind of uh, he's saying shalom. I say shalom shalom right? He's he's greeting everybody because he's just come back from an overseas trip. He's been all over the world. Maybe he's even been in the in in the spaceship. I don't know, going up to uh, to uh, this, the the uh, discovery uh, uh, station. Who knows? Where, where he's, where he's been. There's some who want to argue that maybe a person should, should bench Gaimel, uh, when he finishes his one essay. So unfortunately, our Phyllis have all kinds of interesting thoughts and external thoughts mixed in to our, to our, uh, to our davening. And, uh, our Phyllis is not pure. It's not completely dedicated and devoted to thoughts of, 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 of our Kaddish Baruch. Hu. And that all happens, obviously, because the, the Yetzirah confuses us, the Yetzirah misdirects us, the Yetzirah is, is, is lying in wait and always trying to, to trick us and, and subvert us and take us off the right, the right path. And the only way to avoid it, the trick to get out of its clutches is to, says, even before one begins to daven, 
one should beg HaKadosh Baruch Hu. One should say a supplication to Hashem to be saved from the Yetzirah. He says, if you take the word Tfilah Le'ani, so he says the word Le'ani is a acronym and it stands for, uh, it says, Nesiv Loi Yodu It. It's a pasuk in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Eiv. That's the pasuk. It says, Nesiv Loi Yodu It. And in Tagim Yonison Ben Oziel, he translates that. Shabil Ilan Chayai Deloi Chachme Samel. That Akarishbaku should give us life in which the Yetzirah should not be able to subvert us, not be able to, to corrupt us. And that's how he explains the Pasuk. Tfilah that there's a, 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 a Tfilah that is not even known by the Yetzirah. Kiyatif, because we, we wrap it up, we, 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 we hide it in such a way that the Yetzirah doesn't even know about it. That we, we cover this fill up and, and the way to do it, the way to be able to conceal one's tefillah from the Yetzirah and allow oneself to properly daven with Kavana, which is so important because it's the main way we can beat our enemies, it's the way we can beat our Malek, the main way we can beat Babel, is by utilizing our mornings properly, is the Fnei Hashem Yishpoch Sichai. Before Hashem, we pour out our conversation. In other words, that when a person wants to properly, really daven before HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so then you need to prepare yourself and to actually, in one's own mind, think this special tefillah and that we should be zayche, to be able to pour out our conversation in front of Hashem in, in the proper way and and without being uh, uh, kind of attacked and, 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 and waylaid by all the things that the Satan wants us to be thinking about. And if we do that, then we will be able to get away with it, so to speak. We'll be able to sneak out filler past the, the Yetzirah and he won't, he won't bother us. And that's why the, the, the G'daylam of all uh, uh, generations say this, they say this filler before before we daven in Kakosh give me the power to be able to daven without being corrupted by all the foreign thoughts. And that way we'll be able to daven properly and defeat all of our enemies. This is 11.9 Chai FM, soul to soul. We'll be back in a moment with our segment on Hilchos Shabbos. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9, Chai FM, Soul to Soul, back on your radio here, Erev Shabbos, Kodesh, Pashas, Balak, as we prepare for another beautiful, beautiful Shabbos, and as we always do at this point in the broadcast, we talk a little bit about the important times that we're going to need for this coming, for this coming Shabbos. So, the earliest time for lighting Shabbos candles this week will be at 20 minutes past four, already at 20 past four. One can already start to get the Shabbos licht going and, uh, and, uh, get into the Shabbos spirit. If you're not ready by that time, the latest time for benching licht this week is 5.08, eight minutes past five. It's already moving later each, each week. Five minutes past, uh, uh, eight minutes past five is the Latest, therefore, if uh, 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 Shkia then is at 5.26, 26 minutes past 5 is the latest, latest, latest time. You better get your Shabbos organized long before, long before uh, that. If you want to, Davin Meirev, without having to repeat the Krishma, then 5.44 is already, uh, just before quarter to 6, is already good enough. You can Davin then at night. Uh, uh, say the Shema, and then you can sit down to your Shabbos meal. Obviously, most of us are at home, so uh, uh, we have a little bit more latitude in in planning our our, our times. And then we have, as I said, we have this wonderful, glorious Friday night. You know, if the warm, if the room is warm and the food is good and the company is good, that's a wonderful situation to to find ourselves to find ourselves uh, in. Tomorrow. 
is Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Bolak, uh, and we read the normal Haftarah for for Parshas uh, uh, Bolak. It's a beautiful, beautiful Mavua from the Book of Micha, and then we right Pirkei tomorrow afternoon is last Perik Perik Vav. This is the sixth Shabbos after Shavuos, so we're reading Perik Vav, completing again the the Pirkei Avos. Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at six o'clock, exactly six o'clock, and from then on, from already from tomorrow night begins the period of mourning of the three the three weeks. Even though the fast day is only during the day, the three week mourning period actually begins as soon as the. 24-hour period, because of course in Judaism the day begins at night, so from the time Shabbos is over, the restrictions of the three weeks uh, uh, come into effect. No no music, no haircuts, shaving, weddings, etc. As that Sunday, of course, is the fast day, the the 17th of, of Tammuz and the beginning of the three-week period, so it's not a very long fast. The fast begins on Sunday morning at 5.42. So if you have a very, very late night or an early morning, you can certainly get up and have something to eat. And it lasts just two minutes longer than 12 hours. 5.44 is the uh, latest time. Uh, sorry, is the end of the, uh, the end of the fast of the fast day. And um, if for whatever reason you haven't, by the way, said Kiddush Levana, so the latest time to do it is is uh, on uh, on Friday night. Friday night will be the latest the latest time. So if you haven't done it, go out uh, tonight and just make the bracha if you still haven't made Kiddush Kiddush Levana. Getting back to to the fast, so of course the fast is a normal fast day. With, with extra prayers and, and no eating or drinking for that 12 hour, for that 12 hour, hour uh, period. We are dealing with the laws of getting ready for Shabbos. We spoke last week about traveling and we spoke mostly about traveling on, on ships, on boats, which, uh, were mostly in situations where it was being run and owned by a, by a non by a non-Jew. Um, however, in a situation uh, where, let's say, the the ship you're traveling on, let's say, belongs to a a Jew, and the Jew, unfortunately, is not someone who adheres to the laws of of Shabbos. So there's a very big controversy amongst the the the, the, the halachic authorities if one is allowed to embark on 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 a ship belonging to to a Jew and and the two, two arguments go as follows some say that if you're going to leave on Sunday Monday or or Tuesday you're allowed to uh, uh, embark on a journey even on a ship run and owned by by Jews why because as we said on those 3 days i don't have any obligation to plan and to think about and, and to sort of work out what's going to be on on Shabbos, and that's in fact the opinion of Rav Waldenberg in, in, in the Tzitz in the Tzitz Eliezer. However, practically speaking, uh, uh, um, you know, going on that ship is actually giving support and succor to people who are not keeping Shabbos, and therefore many are the opinion that even on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, even the first three days. Of, of the week, one is not allowed to embark on a, on a ship belonging and operated by, by Jews who are breaking, who are breaking the Shabbos. And that's very, very strongly brought out by the, the, the Babacharebbe held that way. And, uh, again, the Yitzhak Weiss, right? The, 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 the guy of the, of the Bezin and, and of Avadja all held that one shouldn't one shouldn't uh, go on on such a a, uh, a a journey. Now, this is as far as ships are concerned. What about the concept of flying 
on an airplane or a train. So, on Erev Shabbos, it would be forbidden to go on to a flight, either on, on, on a train or on a flight, where you know that the duration of the journey or the flight is going to carry on and, and, uh, the, 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 the flight will end or the train will reach its, its, uh, its, uh, destination on, on Shabbos itself. One has to plan oneself that one should get to one's destination in plenty and plenty of time. Even if the driver of the train or the pilot are, are not Jews, still, the, 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 there are various, various problems around, around arriving in a, in a, from, from outside on a place on, on, uh, on Shabbos. First of all, there's the problem of Tchum, that we know that one's not allowed to travel either to or from outside the city more than approximately one kilometer, approximately it's actually a, a, a mill, which is about 912, slightly less than a, than a kilometer, 912 meters. That's already a, a, a distance beyond which one cannot travel or arrive in a city on on Shabbos. And that's an Isra to, to to leave the city on Shabbos and travel more than, in Halakha it's called 2,000 Amas, which is this mill, she said is 912 uh, 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 meters. And certainly, if the distance one's traveling is 12 mil, which is, would be what the, then, uh, about 11, uh, maybe between 11 and 12 kilometers. If you're coming, if you're traveling that far or coming from that far outside of the city, according to many, many of the Alakic authorities, that could even be a Torah prohibition if one comes from that far out of out of the city. So therefore it would come out that someone who uh, arrives on a on a plane, on a flight or or uh, or, or or a train, right? Um and and uh, outside the city or outside the country and now you're going to arrive on Shabbos, you're causing yourself to break the Shabbos, this Isra of traveling on the on the Tchum. And it's a very big problem. If you arrive uh, from outside the Tchum, you're only allowed to walk four Amas from where you are, which if you're in a building, fine. You, maybe you can walk in that building. If you arrive in the airport terminal, so then you'd be uh, uh, subject to staying the entire Shabbos inside the terminal. It, it could be even that if the ship, if the, if the plane did not sort of go to one of those walkways and and parked somewhere outside on the tarmac. You might even have a problem going into the into the terminal. Certainly if they're going to uh, bus you in, it becomes a big, huge issue. And and therefore one nearly really needs to plan one's trips not to be traveling that close to to, to Shabbos and uh and uh, you know make every effort not to be anywhere on any kind of transport as Shabbos as Shabbos comes. And of course, the problem is that uh, that uh, if you're on a on a traveling, you can't really fulfill the mitzvah of Einig Einig Shabbos. You're on a plane or on a train, and they're they're there. You're sitting, you know, stuffed between other people. You're not really going to be able to enjoy enjoy the Shabbos very very well. We'll come back with some closing comments in a moment. This one one point nine High FM Soul to Soul, and we'll be back in a moment. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 High FM, salt to salt, back on your radio for just the last few minutes of our show for this Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Balak, as we get ready, as we mentioned before, to go into the three-week morning period. So glad, glad of you that you could join us today. We're talking about uh, uh, traveling on Erev Shabbos with the danger of possibly uh, that journey carrying on into Shabbos. So we said there are two problems. First of all, we mentioned so far two of the problems that number one, it's an issue of that you're coming from outside the Tchum, you're coming from beyond. If you're on an airplane, you're certainly coming from 
even 12 mil outside of the city limits, and, and therefore, which may even be a, a total prohibition, in which case, when the plane lands, you really cannot leave the plane. Of course, they're going to force you to leave the plane because that plane is destined to leave two hours later to some other destination. So you're going to have to leave, but you'll maybe go into the airport building, and that's where you're stuck for the whole Shabbos. You cannot move from from uh, from from there. As I said, it might even be a problem too if you're dropped on the tarmac to actually even go to the uh, to the building. Um, secondly, we said it's 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 certainly a lack of any Shabbos. are going to sit there squashed like a sardine between two hundred and seventy five people, and 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 enjoy your Shabbos. Not not really a a a, a possibility. Number three, that uh, we found Akachomim uh, 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 forbade us to sit in any kind of traveling conveyance, even if the uh, a non-Jew is driving it, because Chazal were worried that the, the Jew might uh, uh, cut off a branch in order to help sort of direct the animal, and even though obviously where that's not possible, you're not going to be reaching on the plane to help the pilot or, or the train driver, but still, the actual decree remains, and one is not allowed, unless it's absolutely... A, a, a life a threatening thing one's not supposed to be travel in any traveling conveyance on on uh, on Shabbos number four by traveling on Shabbos is a real real degradation to the honor and the importance of uh, of Shabbos and and what you're doing is a complete and total weekday activity which is not fitting at all. It's Uvdin Bechol, it's a weekday activity and it's not at all fitting for the way we should be conducting ourselves and the way we should be acting on on uh, on, on Shabbos. In fact, the, the Chasim Seifer, we mentioned briefly at the very beginning of the of the show, based on the words of the Ramban, writes that anyone who doesn't properly rest and properly give Shabbos its due honor, and he conducts himself on Shabbos in the same way as he behaves on on weekday. So he is negating, kind of willfully negating the mitzvah, which the Torah says that we have to rest on Shabbos. Rest doesn't only mean from not doing malach. It means your whole lifestyle, your whole attitude, your whole behavior should be different. You shouldn't be doing any of the things on Shabbos that you're doing during during the uh, the, the week. And we'll speak more about this in other in other uh, 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 areas, and and it will maybe even more detail about what happens if uh, 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 you know your plane lands or your ship docks on on the uh, on Shabbos. But that's all the time we have. Just a moment to wish you all a beautiful, warm, relaxing, please, please, please make it a safe Shabbos. Unfortunately, there are so many people in our environment are ill. Let's daven for them. Let's have them in mind. Let's do mitzvahs that will enrich ourselves and, and maybe, you know, create a, a more holy environment that will be a full shlema for all and to wish to each and every one of our beautiful radio family a beautiful, warm, inspired...